Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I remind you of the power of your words. I'll also be interviewing Sean Rowles, who is a popular motivational speaker who helps others live their very best life and produce their very best work. In today's episode, we talk about his book, Effortless, 18 F-Words to Reframe and Repurpose Your Life. This book encourages you to examine your own life to see if it's one you've consciously crafted or one you've simply allowed to unfold. The choice is yours. For more information about Sean, please visit seanrawls.com. That's S-H-A-U-N-R-A-W-L-S.com. You may also purchase his book on Amazon. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. The power of your words. If I saw you one day and I said, wow, you look amazing you feel pretty good about yourself. <laughs> and the next day I saw you and I said, wow, you look really bad. You probably have a different type of feeling towards me. And that's because words have power. When you think about it, language is simply sounds and air that's coming from your body. All creatures have some form of communication, but for humans, it's multiple different languages. So each sound we make, we've assigned with a construct of something. For example, the moon is not the word moon. It is something, but we've assigned a word to the moon or a car. A car is not a car. That's the word and the sounds we've created for that. When you think of it in that respect, why do words have so much power over us? We as humans link together those sounds with an emotional experience. So every word you hear has a meaning to it. Did you realize though that sounds are just sounds? Words are simply words. Now that does not minimize anything that people have said about us or the intent behind those words because I too have been called many things in my life. But at the end of the day, we decide if that's true or not. Years ago, I worked in a prison. One of the quotes that they would always say is, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. And that's a really good point. If those words don't apply to you, then let it go. As children, we learned our place in the world based off of how people spoke to us. If you had encouraging caretakers or people with whom you associated, you would look at the world a certain way. And unfortunately, if you did not have that, you would look at the world in a different way. Have you ever thought about what your name means? My name, James, means supplanter. And what that basically means is I replace, I overthrow, I take the place of, I depose. And how that makes sense for me is I help people remove those negative constructs or negative beliefs about themselves. And I oppose that and I help them recognize their true worth. And I give them an opportunity to look at their worth, just like I'm doing today. So it's so important to find out what your name means. And the reason why I say that is because every time you're called that, that's what they're actually calling you. Now you get to define how that meaning makes sense for you and how it applies to your own self-development. In English, there's a fancy term called hyperbole. Hyperbole is essentially over-exaggerating or telling a fishtail, if you will. For example, if you say, I'm dying of hunger. Well, you're not really dying of hunger. You're just really, really hungry. Or that almost killed me. No, it didn't almost kill you, but it was something out of the ordinary. 
When we speak with those types of words, we're limiting our ability to become proactive as opposed to becoming reactive. Have you ever said, I can't do that? With that phrase, you're basically saying you don't have the ability to do something or that something has more power than you do. What you really are saying is I won't do that. The reason why I'm explaining these types of concepts is because words have power. What you say determines your ability to do something or it determines who and what you are or who and what you will become. In my opinion, that's one of the biggest misnomers that we use in the English language is can't versus won't. Because when you recognize the difference in that, you realize you're choosing to do something whether you think you are or not. We always, always have choices. My challenge for you today is to listen to the words that you either say in your head or the words you use when you're conversing with somebody. Are you using words that disempower your ability to make healthy choices? Because if that's the case, unfortunately, our subconscious hears that and we become exactly what we think and what we say. Your words have more power than you realize. So the more mindful you are of what you say determines how far you're going to go. Remember, success is just like a bank account. You can't take any out unless you deposit it. And the deposit is what you say and how you say it. So I'm looking forward to hearing how this lesson makes sense for you, how you're mindful of your word choices, and you are in charge of your destiny, as opposed to the words you use, limiting your ability to do something. I have a fantastic interview today with Sean Rawls. We will talk about his book, Effortless, and he talks about how he uses different F words to help you focus on your future and your destiny. So stay tuned. If you're anything like me, you love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. My guest today is Sean Rowles, who is a popular motivational speaker and founder of Atlanta's number one real estate firm. Having met many of his professional goals, he made a choice to shift his attention to helping others live their very best life and produce their very best work. In today's episode, he talks about his book, Effortless, 18 F-Words to Reframe and Repurpose Your Life. This book encourages you to examine your own life to see if it's one you've consciously crafted or one you've simply allowed to unfold. The choice is yours. Welcome to my show, Sean. Hey, James. Thanks for having me on. I am looking forward to this. I would tell you in the pre-call, uh, when I first read the title of the book, I was like, oh goodness, what is this about? But the more I read about it, I was like, oh my gosh, my listeners are going to love this book because it's totally different than what, what the title or what people may initially think the title is about. So you're going to definitely inspire my listeners today. Oh, good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have the opportunity to do that. Life gives us so many opportunities to grow and develop. You had, were very, very, or are very, 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 very successful. And you found love. And when you found love, it created opportunities <laughs> for you sure. to change sure. your life. And, and that's, I think, really where this book was created. Tell us more about that, that situation. Well, it's, you know, it, we, we, we kind of get in patterns in our lives. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and if we're not, if we're not careful, our patterns are never, they don't solve our, our issues. Um, and what I found in, I was married before and, 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 and typically you think that when, 
when you have big change or you, or you bring about change in your life that, that you've given, you've given a voice to your frustrations, you know, ad nauseum. And, and, but what, what I found with myself and what I see in others is that's rarely the case. Um, we're such adaptable people that mm-hmm. we tend to adapt to circumstances environments and relationships that are less than ideal for us mm-hmm. just because that's what we've got instead of trying to adapt to something that's more than ideal. And, um, I just was on a slow burn in, uh, in, uh, in, in my life and I didn't even know it because I was successful and I was busy and I had so many great things to be focused on that I thought, you know what, if there's one part of my life that's not great, I, you know, surely that'll recover and it'll, it'll, it'll pick up. And, and, and as I say in the book, if I can make the tide rise in one area of my life, then all my boats will float. Mm, but, yeah. um, it, it doesn't really work that sure, way. Exactly. In theory. And so it's, <laughs> sooner or later, it's going to catch up with you. And it did with me. And, um, and, and I just found myself at a, at a point where I had to choose, uh, make a tough choice. And, mm. and, and, and I chose love over all else. And when I did that, it was um, it was a little bit of a surprising move um, for the people that were around me. And it, and it forced me into really deciding and living a life that was really on purpose, mm-hmm. probably for the first time in a really long time for yeah. me. So this book is about what happens when, when you, when you have change and what are your options and why do we go through change and why do we not go through change? And, um, and what I found is most people kind of get to a point where they just say F it in the traditional sense of the word. Um, and, and that usually means you're giving up to something or someone or giving in to something or someone. It's not a positive, uh, proactive architectural change in your life. So I thought, what if the F word wasn't a bad word? What if Mm -hmm. it was a good word. What if effort meant something awesome? Or what if you said effort less and it allowed you to live more? So we have a book now that, um, that gives 18 F words to help you reframe and repurpose your life. Um, and I think it's, what's interesting is I, you know, I've got such a business consulting background that it's that consulting with people and figuring out what needs to improve is very natural for me. Yeah. It's hard to do on yourself, but it's easy to do for others. Yeah. <laughs> and so I kind of took those skills and created this book where anybody that listens to it is going to have uh, some really simple tools to kind of evaluate where they are and assess and find out if they're okay with where they are in certain areas of their life or not. And if they're not, um, I give them more tools to figure out how to, how to improve their position in life and, or at least change their, their direction or course or speed so that they can actually move forward with a little bit more purpose wow. uh, in their life. Wow. When I look back at or listen to just what you just said, as far as you made a different choice, you chose love over something else to create a new paradigm or to walk through something that's new for you. Tell us about some of the pitfalls that, that came along with that. Obviously not the, the event, but more in the sense of the pitfalls that you maybe blind spots you had in your life. You didn't realize that were there. Well, you know, what's happened when you have a crisis in your life, one of the things that's the, that, that stands out for me is, um, you're always surprised by who shows up mm, that's a good point. to support you. Yeah. Um, but you're more surprised by who doesn't. Mm-hmm. And you're more disappointed and it can be really deflated. And I think a lot of people go through a lot of their life where, where, where they're pretty much people pleasers and they, they make decisions that makes everybody happy, starting with mom and dad. And then it's their teachers and then it's their church leaders. And then it's the people they work for. And it just pleasing people becomes, a, you know, you, you get pats on the back and you get bonuses and you get, you know, when people love you and like you, a lot of great things happen in your life. So why wouldn't you? But when when you when you purposely take a step that may not be popular mm-hmm. or may not be what other people want or expect you to do 
um, that that it, it's it's a real wake up call, and it's a, and it's a test of the 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 rootedness of your decisions, right? Yes. So because if you make a decision and you're looking for popularity, you're likely to put your toe in the water and go, you know what? That's really cold. I don't think I want to go in. There. I don't yes, think I really I, want to I know that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know that is. But you know, but then there's the point where it's like, you know what? Here's my path, and I understand this, and I understand that, and while this is disappointing, I'm sorry. I have to live mm -hmm. my life. Mm -hmm. um, in my truth. Yeah. And, um, and, and maybe it'll be wrong. Maybe it'll be right. But I think that's the cool thing about living is we have to learn to follow our gut and certainly our heart mm -hmm. so that we can live the best, most authentic and, and, and most passionate life that, that we're capable of. Agreed. When you look at the, the, the different F words that we all, all of us said, when I was reading the, the synopsis of the book, you talk about fragmented, frustrated, fractured, failed. All of those words are so powerful. You know, we could spend multiple, time, multiple hours just talking about each word specifically. What were a lot of those F words that came up for you? Ooh, all of them. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't be in the book if they weren't there. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's, you know, one of the things that's interesting about the decisions we make, it, there's a story I tell in the, in the book. I was, I was driving late at night trying to stay awake and I found Dr. Laura on the radio. Mm -hmm. um, and you got a, obviously a therapist background, but a girl called the show and she said uh, she was lamenting the problem she was having in a relationship. And, 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 and Dr. Laura cut her off and she said, fat, dumb or ugly. And the girl oh, said, wow, interesting. I see where she's going. Yeah. The girl said, what do, you, what do you mean? She said, fat, dumb, or ugly. She said, the only reason people put up with relationships that are not good for them like that mm -hmm. is because they see themselves as fat, dumb, or ugly. Which one are you? Wow, that's powerful. I love that. I, I, I could not turn the radio. I mean, I was sitting there, I was driving, I was like, oh my God. And I was mad at Dr. Laura. I was like, how can she have the audacity to like uh -huh. just cut this girl off? And, she, and then she, it was quiet, completely quiet. And then she said really slowly, so which one do you think you are? And really quietly, the girl said fat. Oh gosh. And it was, it just rips your heart out. But, but she said, look, the reason we put up with crappy environments and crappy relationships, and we allow people to walk over us and treat us less than we should be treated is because we don't see ourselves mm -hmm. as worthy. And it stems from something long ago. Yeah. And you've got to put that in perspective and realize that does not, you know, you can have a chapter in your life, but it doesn't have to be your whole book. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I talk about that a lot because we all have that inner voice that's carried with us from some point in our life. And we're making decisions based on what this voice in our head is telling us. And that voice in our head is stuck in 1987, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 and we've grown up since then and we've had more experiences, but it's not giving us credit for it, but yet we still listen. Yeah. And that's a, that's a difficulty as far as when people have a label of it, or in other words, a situation all of a sudden defines them, for example, divorce, bankrupt, um, someone has a sickness, whatever it might be, that then becomes their identity. And just like you're saying, it, it, it doesn't allow for the complexity of, of a person. And so when become, someone becomes that label, that's all they're known for. And then they become the epitome of that or a caricature of that. And oh, it's so, so true. sad. It's and we, the sad thing is we all do it to a certain degree. So I'm I'm really glad to hear that your book also talks about core beliefs. In other words, what we tell ourselves over and over again, based off of the younger childhood version of ourselves, and that becomes who we are today. And ways to really challenge that belief system allow us for you to say, wait a minute, that was one event, or yeah, I may have been called that as a kid, but that's not who I am today. No, for sure. And you know, it's the other thing is I, I think, you know, we don't always make the best decisions because we don't evaluate the decisions we had in the past. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's a chapter in the book called forking and, um, forking is about the directional changes that occurred in our life over time. Because when you're going through something at the time, um, rarely does it look clear. It looks messy and sloppy and chaotic, and you just have more questions than answers. But five years later, you look back and you go, 
oh, I know why that mm-hmm. happened. So I have an exercise that I take people through where uh, track your forks in life. And I started when, when it, the, the first adult you know, decision, which was where did I go to college and why? Where did I not go to college? And I lay those out at the top piece, 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 piece of paper. And then I go through and then what did I do and then what happened to me and then what did I think I was going to do and then what did the universe tell me I was going to do? You know, because sometimes you look back on your life and you look at where you started and where you are. And some people are happy about that and some people aren't. And if you're happy, you realize, gosh, I remember when I got divorced or when so-and-so died or this happened or I lost my job. I, I thought it was horrible, but that would have never had, I would have never mm-hmm. met so-and-so. I would have never taken the job with so-and-so. I never would have had the opportunity to do so-and-so. And thank God I, that happened to me, which I would have never been able to see at the time. But looking back, I can't. And then other people are, they don't like where they are. So you can go back and you can go, it looks like I've made a lot of bad decisions based on fear or, you know, inadequacy or whatever it is. And maybe it's time to stop that. And if you can look back and see that clearly, then you've got a better chance of changing it going forward. I really like that. It's it's interesting. We kind of have some similar um, processes there. Like for me, I always say, think of every event like a jigsaw puzzle piece. When you put that jigsaw puzzle, the jigsaw puzzle together, it creates you. And so some pieces mm. we know where they go and some pieces we don't know where they go. You know, if you can see it's obvious, okay, this is the border. And so everybody does a border. So borders. true. And so we get that. That makes sense. But other things when, you know, this, we, sometimes we think, oh, you know, the manufacturer forgot to put this piece in or this doesn't go anywhere. But when you get to have that perspective and take that step back and look like, oh, now it makes sense. And we didn't like it at the time and didn't know where that piece would go. But now once it has found its spot, then we can look back at it and say, now everything makes sense. Yeah, the puzzle is a great analogy. I mean, because we, we, we've all been there, right? And you're mm-hmm. searching for the spot and you looked at it 30,000 times and all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's the piece. How yeah. did I miss that? <laughs> I know, right? It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Three days of searching and that's where it was? <laughs> Let's transition True. into that, the healthier F words. What are those words that you really focus on? Oh, um, family, foxhole, float. Uh, float's a big one because mm-hmm. it's it's the power of doing nothing. And um, uh, Faith is another one that's really important to me and may not be to everybody, but it's got to be in the book because it's my sure. story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, but float is, you know, I think we're in such a busy society and it's such a society of instant gratification, whether it's our tweets or our texts or whatever it is yeah, sure. that we're just looking for it. But and most people are just so accustomed to moving faster and faster and faster because all this technology gives us the ability to be more efficient, but we don't take that extra time for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We take that extra time to accomplish more. Mm-hmm. And so when things happen, it's really hard to slow down. And, you know, sometimes we're pushing on a door really hard and it's a door that's supposed to be pulled. And if you back oh. up, <laughs> the, the universe will open it for you. I like and I think that we're, I think we're just so hell bent on solving our own problems and driving our own car that we forget that we're really small in the universe scheme of things. And, and, and there's something always running in the background that's getting you to your destination with your free will or not. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we're really, really frustrated, I think it's a sign to stop and be really quiet and try to listen or pay attention to the cues that may be going on around you that, that just, if you look, the door says pull not push mm. and, and, and we can do it. And it's, um, I, I think it's a huge lesson. I, I, I got licensed to do, um, transcendental meditation oh, about wow. five years ago. Congratulations. And well, it was a huge, I mean, I thought, I mean, I, before that, to be quite honest, I thought people who meditated were just airy fairy. And it was just weird. <laughs> I was, I was like, this is, yeah, you're not right if you're doing that. But when I really, really opened my mind to it and, and, and I was introduced to it, 
And I saw the benefit, how quickly you can lower blood pressure and mm-hmm. just stop. It's like jumping into a pool where everything's in stereo and there's loud music going on above. And when you jump in that water and just sink to the bottom, everything just gets muted and quiet and still. And it's like life is in slow motion. And to be able to do that on command is truly a gift in this world. Yes, it is. And it does. You're, if you, the better you get at it, the better you get at listening and being aware of some of the nudges that I think the universe provides for us. Yeah. You know, as you were saying that, I was looking out, um, I have been blessed to live by some boats and I'm looking out and there's a big sailboat here. And it makes me think of with what you're saying as far as sometimes just flow, just let God, the universe take you. Turn the motor on. Yeah. Not only that, but also take, you have to take the mast down. And when there's a big storm, if you keep the mast up and you're trying to go the direction you want to go, it's going to break. And so so sometimes just remove that mast, set it down, allow the current to take you where it's supposed to go. Then that says, okay, now I don't have to push that door. It's going to open for me as well. So that when we continually try and push against something like that, then yes, we create more tension and more chaos in our life. I listened to a guy do a presentation on Tai Chi a few years mm, ago. Great. And it was, you know, again, one of those things you look at and go, that looks weird, right? <laughs> um, but this guy was like talking about the power of Tai Chi um, as, as a means of self-defense because it's all about balance mm-hmm. and control. And, um, he said, you know, he just said, look, he said, if you're going to be rigid in your position, you're going to, it's the worst position for taking a punch. He said, cause you're going to absorb every bit of force that comes your way. He said, if you get fluid in your motion and you have balance, you can actually move with the punches of life figuratively and no, spiritually, yeah. and you can eliminate most, if not all of the force that's coming at you based on how you stand in the midst of it. Mm. And it was just such a powerful aha for me of just, you can just see yourself moving with a punch and realizing, I don't care how fast somebody hits and how big their muscles are. If I'm moving at the same speed in the direction they're coming at me with, it doesn't hurt. I don't, exactly. I may not even feel it. Uh-huh. I love that. I love that analogy. That's great. It's for, yeah, someone who's, I did Tai Chi when I was a kid. And so and hearing that again, I'm like, oh, that gets me excited. I want to learn that again. So it's interesting because we all have a different way in how we think um, as far as or how different analogies that really resonate with us. And that one really resonated with me. So it's, it's, that's excites me. You can hear it in my voice. Even. I love <laughs> how much it. I, I am excited to, to get back into something like that because the, the metaphors of life and also the, the hobbies and things we do really create how we look at the world. For sure. For sure. The end all be all for this book for me is, um, is the word freedom. Mm. Um, and I tell a story because it was, it, it really changed my life. Uh, years ago I was, I was in a presentation, uh, with my company and a, and a guy I didn't know came in and he wrote the word freedom on a flip chart. And, uh, the room was packed with people. I was standing outside the room by a door and um, he said, I want to hear what your definition of freedom is. And everybody had all these great answers of freedom is this, freedom is that. And they all sounded great and they sounded patriotic and they sounded all, you know, all these awesome things. And he, and he let everybody say their piece. And when everybody was done defining freedom for them, he said, here's mine. My definition of freedom is a complete lack of anxiety. Oh, wow. Exactly. And I just, it, and I adopted and stole that that definition of freedom from that moment on and my entire life has been geared towards coming back to that center mm-hmm. of we all deserve the opportunity to live a by a life that's completely yes. lacking of anxiety yeah and um it's it's 
I, I hope this book helps people accomplish that because it, it, it's certainly my goal to help uh, alleviate anxiety and, and, and hopefully eliminate it sure. for people that read yeah. it. So the, all the tools are there. Yeah, because once again, it goes back to the choices we have. How I perceive something determines what I feel. My feelings determine what I do. And so if your perception about something is from a place of empowerment, now we may not know how to do something, but if it comes from a place of empowerment of, I will figure it out or I will research enough until I know what to do, then yes, that definitely removes the, the level of anxiety to then allow us to come from a place of empowerment as opposed to a place of, of a victim of some sort. For sure. And I think we, 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 we end up, you know, we, a lot of people say, well, why do you, why do you think people are, are play victims? And I say, well, there's a payoff somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they get attention or they get something or they feel better. You know, even when you get angry at somebody, we get angry because it gives us this sense of power or control that's really fake, yeah. but it gives in the moment the, 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 the fact that I'm yelling makes me feel like I'm bigger than the problem I'm frustrated mm -hmm. by and I have control over it, which is completely the opposite. Yeah, exactly. That's true. As you know, right? <laughs> yeah. In fact, I, I, did a, yeah, I wrote an article about that with the five different anger payoffs. There's five ways, the payoffs we get from that. And we often think we're angry, but like you said, we're really not. So we're, we're not, we're not. I have enjoyed this conversation. We could literally talk about this for hours. We both have wonderful analogies and we could <laughs> pick it back off each other all day. If my listeners want to find out more, more information about you, Sean, and to purchase this book, F It Less, 18 F Words to Reframe and Repurpose Your Life, where will they find this information online? Awesome. Well, first they need to know it's F-It-Less. And if you put that into Amazon or Barnes & Noble, it'll come right up. Um, my website is myname.com. So it's SeanRawls.com, S-H-A-U-N-R-A-W-L-S.com. So that's the best way to get information for me or the book. Excellent. Well, my listeners also know that if they can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I will link you with Amazon as well as link you with Sean's website. Sean, once again, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. I truly appreciate all your expertise. Ah, you're awesome. Thanks so much for having me, James. Take care, buddy. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.